there's demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside <laughs> Phenomena, it's just like, no, I can't do this anymore Phenomena do, 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 do. Phenomena Do, 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 do Phenomena Do, 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 do. Argento <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of the Tex Chris Dave Saw Massacre, and today we are watching Phenomena. Woohoo! Dario Argento, nineteen eighty-five. The last nine episodes we've done, mm-hmm. we hadn't seen. We hadn't both. Both of us haven't seen the film. It's probably the easiest yeah. way to put it. We've been watching some new things. Mm-hmm. This is the first one we've watched that one of us has seen it. Wow! How many movies? Have been? The last nine in a row. I checked. Oh, whoa. I checked. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So it's about time that we did one of those classic text Chris Dave saws where we go in, one person knows exactly what's coming, mm-hmm. and the other person is pleasantly surprised. It's been too long since mm-hmm. we've done something like this. Yeah. And I mean, um, what it helps to, like, what it really helps the podcast is that we know the movie is going to generally be pretty good mm-hmm. when we do it this way. Um, so we run into fewer, like, I don't like it. We can clarify when yeah. someone doesn't really didn't grasp something. We mm-hmm. have that advantage of repeated viewings. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have that additional perspective of um, a repeated viewing versus a first timer. So that adds a nice little dimension yeah. to it. A little bit layered in that way. And you get the added bonus of as we're watching it, you guys won't see this, but Chris will look at me about 700 times to see how With I'm a wide open, <laughs> wide open mouth looking excited. Like, What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Well, it's about to happen. What's he going to do? Oh shit. They're all going to explode. So it's going to be one of those episodes today. It is. Mm-hmm. But um, before that, you bring anything for us this week for Scare and Tell, Chris? Okay, yeah. I checked out Shape of Water. Okay. Last night, finally. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Which is somewhat horror Scare and Tellable, I think. Yeah, we, we, ta- Jason. we talked about it a little bit, how like there's a creature in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been on some like horror lists during the been, end of the year. So Been on end of year list, but also been on like just general end of year movie list mm-hmm. people put it very high Guillermo de Toro got the golden globe for best director yes, he did and he is nominated well, I'm, yeah he's nominated for best director for the oscar and it's nominated for best picture mm-hmm. so it's a very highly revered movie um i liked it i didn't i wasn't obsessed with it mm-hmm. um i did i thought it was very sweet at times pretty good performances very fairy tale kind yeah. of feeling yeah, yeah yeah it's if it weren't for a number of like sex scenes and some gore at moments it would feel like a family movie hmm. okay. just, but his effects elevate it so much the creature is amazing yeah it looked like a fish romance to me yeah it's a fish romance <laughs> that's exactly it so i mean there's nothing there's there will be no surprises like you so, kind of know what the movie is based on the concept was there there was like a movie where like um it's like the loch ness monster or something and there's like a little one and a kid gets it it's like Water Horse or something. I think that's what it's called. Water Horse. Uh, is this like early mid two thousands or something? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe ten years ago. Okay. Maybe a little more than that. It the like it's a movie where it's like a, a free willy almost like a touching tale about a person mm. and a yeah creature. Christy, dis- after we watched Shape of Water, it's funny you say that because after we watched Shape of Water, Christy described it as free willy with fucking. <laughs> Which is this probably that's the best way to put this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. But there are some incredible like acting performances. The cast is amazing, so it's so watchable. But it didn't it didn't completely blow my mind. Yeah. I could I wanted to watch more of the fish creature. I'm like, 
get, get that guy back in here. <laughs> it's amazing. Romance is great, but just more fish. Yeah, it's a very, very romantic movie. Is it like, um, does he tell a good story? Like, are you questioning things? Are you like in, very interested? Or is it just like one of those like dramas that emotionally carries you along? Yeah, it's just, it's very emotionally driven. There's like a few little tidbits of interesting ideas and uh, quotes that are like... Um, parlayed through the story that make you a little reflective but overall it's just a very straightforward story Hmm. um what's kind of cool is it's all shot here in toronto so you might recognize some exterior shots of certain buildings yeah yeah as i was looking into that yeah and i think they used a lot of the set of the strain actually which is how they could do because the the, the tv show the strain also films here in toronto Mm -hmm. and that's how they can do so much with i think it only had like an 18 or 19 million dollar budget so when you think okay. of how much they do in this movie, like with just the creature alone and the sculpting and the years of design that must have gone in yeah. to every aspect of it. Cause even like the apartments and the, the way that like the facilities are designed mm-hmm. are like so, so well done. That's Guillermo del Toro to me. Oh, totally. It was like just every corner of the screen. Exactly. It's just all filled. No yeah. small detail, like down to like the fabrics on a pillow yeah. in the far corner. Like just he, thought about that for a day, probably curated. Just yeah so so lovingly so it's i mean it's a it's a feast for the eyes for sure mm-hmm. but story-wise it didn't it didn't particularly resonate you too think, too well i think it deserves the uh the best director win well i really would have liked to see either jordan peele get it for get out yeah or greta gerwig get it for ladybird i was i was thinking about that about get out mm-hmm. you know it'd be great it'd be so great but like that deserves like screenplay i don't know that it will well, it will probably movie. win screenplay i, I hope so It'll probably um, win screenplay, but just because you win one doesn't mean you can't win the other one. Do you think that Get Out was like the best directed movie of 2017? Because I liked it, but I mean, I think the writing is super important. The mm-hmm. performances are super important, but anyone relatively intelligent could have directed a similarly effective movie. But this, yeah, this comes to a broader question. And yeah. I mean, neither of us have directed films no. <laughs> of what, when you see the final product, how much of that comes through is response or how much of that is responsible of the director, how much of mm-hmm. that is responsible to the actual script, the performances themselves. Yeah. So I try, I think of it as one, just the shots themselves, the way that everything's established and just the, the creativeness behind all the visual elements in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I also try to credit a bit of the performances to the director for because he's getting, coaching them, he's and, coaching them yeah. through it. So when I think about just as an ensemble, how amazing and, tonal like they're all on the same level all those performances are in get out and then Mm -hmm. when i think of all the visual elements of the house the way that it's shot all the different creepy shots of them running even once you're in the basement i think about all those shots i think about things like the sunken place i do have to like acknowledge that as the direction it to the extent more than i would that i did with gromo de toro when watching shape of water Hmm. yeah that's that's where i stand so i mean i feel like it's a fingers crossed thing because i don't know if the the oscars are at a place where they can give that big of an award to a genre film you know what i mean yeah i could see a film like that winning it like i think it's got everything it needs to to come out a winner Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't i can't remember too many situations where i i think that get out specifically had the direction that i remember Mm -hmm. i remember the storytelling and performances and i know all those things we have together and that directing is you're helming the project so a lot of the credit is going to you if not all of it in every way but as much as i love it i think it deserves best screenplay i think and hope it'll win i think i very much think it will for original screenplay there was just there were so many like interesting looking movies my guess is that'll be the one award that it gets yeah, I, it comes down to, I hope for I would more, be. But. I, I would love to see it win more, and I would. 
I would be surprised pleasantly mm-hmm. if if Jordan Peele won it, but I mean that would be a surprise. And we'll find out in four days, really. Yeah, I mean we won't have an update on that for a while. No. But <laughs> you guys will find out <laughs> from us before, well after the fact. Before present us do. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you'll hear us complain about things that have happened. <laughs> uh, for scare and tell, I think me and the rest of the scaredy cats who follow us on Snapchat at text Chris Dave saw, <laughs> they want to know more about your hermit crabs because right. you've been. I, Friday night stories is that when we get to get updates on them? Uh, that might be when you guys see more of the crabs. Mm-hmm. Um, Crabatha, yeah. Crabigail, yeah, uh, last blueberry, guys... <laughs> and let's hear it. Oh, sorry, you. I spoiled the no some it, of the news. So anyone on Snapchat will know that uh, when you first heard heard about it, there were two crabs, but now there are four. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, their names, as you recall, well, Crabatha and Crabigail, the the, the originals, yeah. huh? the uh, ocean groans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you got blueberry and uh, I forget the other one. It's, it's a crab pun. Yeah, it is. Crabriella. Ca- Crabriella. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Crabatha, Crabigail, Crabriella, and blueberry. And how do they feel about having new neighbors? Well, um, the great thing about it is um, I picked them up from a pet shop in Toronto called Menagerie, and everyone should go there. They treat their animals really well. Um, and uh, you can only you only get crabs seasonally because they're taken from the wild. They're not um born in captivity mm-hmm. uh so they collect them and they usually have to sit in a pet store for a while in case they got mites or anything like that so the crabs at menagerie have been there for four four months or so okay um so that means that a few weeks ago when i got the first couple crabs they blueberry and crabriella were also in that little habitat there they're the old store. friends so they would have all been roommates <laughs> so i basically i took two went back a week later took two more and so they were all together. They all seemed to be getting along together. Last night, um, I really should have Snapchatted it, but it was so late. Um, I put some pineapple in their bowl. Mm-hmm. And Crabatha came out and dragged a piece of pineapple over into the corner <laughs> of the cage. And then two other crabs went out and they were all eating the same piece of pineapple together. That's adorable. It was the most adorable thing in the world. Who got left out? Um, it would have been blueberry blueberry's like oh man i'm hungry (laughs) anything to eat around here like something new maybe sweet uh nothing no uh yeah what's your breath smell like your breath smells amazing with sweet citrusy kind of what is that (laughs) um and uh yeah she's blueberry is really stupid she's (laughs) the only one who won't dig down so she goes there's moss on top of the soil uh-huh. And she goes just beneath the moss, which is like pulling a blank, like a kid pulling a blanket over themselves to hide. <laughs> you just still see her sitting there. I see her every day. I'm like, she's like, is anyone out or any of the crabs out? I'm like, just blueberry, just stupid blueberry who doesn't know how to hide. Where the rest are hiding in the soil. They dig down. Yeah. They dig down. And There's also they chill. They also have a little half coconut with a little doorway that they can walk in. Lovely. The coconut. And the thing that they've done every night since I put it in there is they've pulled one of their sea sponges in front of it like a door. In oh. front of the little doorway. Oh, they're like, this is good, but we need to like close the one orifice that still remains. Yeah, they do it every day. <laughs> There's That's... a sponge just jammed in the doorway. I love that. Check out our Snapchat again, Scaredy Cats, for yeah. some hermit crab love. Text Chris Dave Saw on Snapchat. We should be the only one. Lots of crabs. We all do it. End of the day, you're in bed. You're just you're gonna spend another twenty minutes just flipping on Twitter or mm-hmm. Snapchat or whatever on your phone. Add those hermit crabs. Just give yourself a little joy before <laughs> you go off to the land of slumber. You will love to watch hermit crabs. Uh huh. All right, that brings us to a segment, This Dave in Christery. This, this Dave, Dave in Christery. 
think that we're really like getting consistent with the melody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's getting there. It's getting there. This one's a real, it's forming organically. Mm-hmm. We're not just nailing it down. No. And we're not just like throwing in a sound bite and <laughs> just pretending it was always there. We will. Uh-huh. <laughs> this Dave and Chris three, we watched Suspiria. Wow. That was, I think that was a very important, impactful moment for you, wasn't it? it? Life-changing, you could say. Mm-hmm. It broke my brain open. Um, Dario Argento is now my favorite director, uh-huh. hands down. Um, I went back and just binged through the majority of his back catalog. I've watched it um, three times since, well, two times more since that first time we've watched it in this past year. It was one, one of them at the Royal? Yeah, one of yeah. them was at the Royal with the 4K restoration. I really wish I had seen that. So even so stupid. Yeah, and it's out there now. You can get the 4K restoration for your own personal Blu-ray collection or find it online somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but we watched. We didn't watch the 4K the first time. We just watched um, what was available. Yeah. So I've got to see, like, even in that in that time frame in this one year that our agenda has been introduced, we've got the older version of Suspiria and mm-hmm. now the beautiful restored version that's been a part of the Dave and Chris three. Just amazing. Um, what do you think of when you think of Suspiria as someone who had, that was the last time you watched it one year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you and everyone knows exactly what I think about when I think about Suspiria. I think you think of a little hamster with <laughs> little paper wings tied mm-hmm. onto it. Yes. I do think of an air quotes bat. <laughs> And that's like, it's such an offensive thing to say because mm-hmm. it's such an important movie. One of the best that we've ever watched here. Uh, just inspired so much. It's, you know, super important for the movie that we're watching today, Phenomena. Uh, there are so many great parts in it. I think the that he, that hanging mm-hmm. um, of the first woman right at the, the beginning. Yeah, that image is, yeah. that gets delivered all yeah. over. Yeah, that's referencing superior yeah and because like that whole sequence to me is also about like the crazy color of that place Mm -hmm. and the first time i watched it i'm just like what the fuck is going on yeah with goblins music screaming over top yeah and just all these weird like puzzle piece colors and just beautiful yeah vibrantly red blood hanging in the middle of this huge like cathedral looking like Mm -hmm. place that was great for me what's popping in my head is just her friend that she has there emerging with the nails in her eyes oh yeah blade right at the end oh yeah resurrected to kill her yeah yeah Uh uh-huh a blast i'd rewatch that today i would i would rewatch that one today too consensus definitely definitely man i not only that but i need to rewatch that one because do it especially with the restoration out there yeah 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 that's and that's why we're doing phenomena today and dave was so generous to let me choose which (laughs) argento movie to watch in honor of our one-year anniversary and i'm choosing this one not because it's my second favorite argento movie necessarily but it's one that there's just there's so much in it that we can get into and that i want to hear your opinion of <laughs> um yeah and i do i do absolutely love it i do absolutely love it pretty um, awesome it's basically it's like dr doolittle with bugs i'm pretty sure he pretty close um <laughs> things to look forward to we got donald pleasance that's dr sam loomis from the original halloween oh awesome he is a professor in this one so he has the cool. same kind of authoritative figure and jennifer Connolly is the lead yep yeah jennifer Connolly, and then like a bunch of uh italians and a bunch of Italians, including um, Dario Nicolotti, who's uh, Dario Argento's romantic partner and creative partner oh. in this period of their life from like 1975 to 1987. Um, she's Asia Argento's mom. She's the star of Deep Red, Inferno, Tenebrae, Opera, and Phenomena. And she co wrote Suspiria. So she is an instrumental part of what I think is like the golden era of Dario Argento. Yeah, she's an Argento like. She's a, a huge part of that yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it seems like it's going to be pretty cool. Did I see that there's another Argento in the 
in the cast for my crazy. Um, yeah, his other daughter from his first wife has a minor role. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I just love seeing the same name. Fiore, of the director. Fiore Argento, yeah. And I think she might be the one who's also in Demons. Okay. In a minor role in Demons. Gets killed somewhat early, but cool. Yeah, so he's always, it's a family affair. Movie love making. that. They're, love that. Yeah. That's, what was the last one of those that really stuck out to me? Oh, the, um, uh, Sean Gunn. Oh, uh, Belko Brawl. Experiment. Yeah, Belko, Belko, yeah. yeah. I almost I, said Brawl and Cell Block, which we have not watched. No, we haven't. We should do that sometime. We should. Um, but yeah, in Belko, that's what I was thinking of. We should have cool. done that for uh, the This Saving Chris history of Bone Tomahawk. Same director. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That worked. And his next one is um, something like, because he did Bone Tomahawk, and then he did Brawl and Cell Block 99, which is supposed to be brutal too. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is Dragging Bodies on Pavement or something like that. Oh, I don't, have you heard that? No. Like it just, the title alone is like, oh, of course. Of course it's that director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That sounds gross. Yeah. Anyways. That's like the, yeah, that's the exact same title conventions as Bone Tomahawk. Yes. Yeah. I heard an image of something in the movie. Exactly. I heard someone say that could have been the title of Brawl and Cell Block. So if that's the title of his new one, then I can't even imagine <laughs> how intense that one's going to be. We should really watch um, Southbound at some point. Oh, dude. That's like, yeah. honestly, I had that as an idea for like sometime in the I upcoming was, weeks. I was going to suggest that. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Especially because Bruckner has a short in Southbound. So let's yeah, do Southbound soon. I would love to do Southbound Great. soon. Well, on that note, let's let's get our Argento on. Let's watch some Italian horror from the 80s, Chris. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Dario Argento, film number two. For us, number two. For us, yeah. For him, number 12, 17 or something, eight, 15. Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, I don't know. Wow. I don't know where on God's green earth to start with that one. Like, what the fuck is that movie? It's just, it's there's so much that happens. <laughs> I just, yeah. Capped off with, like, by, like, especially that last act, like, right when you arrive at her house. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the last like, act. Punch, punch, punch. Things are coming out of nowhere. You're introduced to like the most insane elements of the story. Yeah. The monkey comes back at the last second. You've totally like let go of the monkey. You've written off the monkey. Like there is a scene in this movie where a monkey picks up a straight razor and has a menacing look and just walks into the night. And I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I totally forgot as well. <laughs> and it just comes back. And then the monkey is just going ape shit on <laughs> his face. Well done. That one's Oppor- a little better. Opportunity <laughs> seized. a better monkey <laughs> punchline than some other ones earlier. Oh, man. N- her, her son. She has a son. A hog monster son. A hog monster son. Okay. And I need to ask you for clarification on stuff because there's just so much that happens in this movie that I can barely keep track of it, all of it. Okay. I'm going to need to ask you for a lot of clarification, great. too. <laughs> so what I think I got this time is right. there was someone in the insane asylum who attacked her maybe impregnated her with this creature okay that helps i think yeah no he's saying something about that why why she didn't because let on to why she hated her son other than he was a monster well the because the inspector arrives back the inspector arrives at the insane asylum right and he's asking about people that have broken into the insane asylum. broken in yeah yeah and that guy was one of them. Remember they panned on the guy with a weird face? Uh-huh. Yeah, that and, weird, like, he had, like, a scar around his eye. Yeah, a yeah. scar around his eye. Uh-huh. And that was it. No other, like, natural disfigurations it looked like. It just looked yes. like a cut. Just a big guy. 
But then they seem to imply it later because the inspector was like, oh, you were attacked eight months ago or something, right? No, well, it years been, ago. Because it's you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But no, he was saying about how they move. She moved in the timeline that matches that other house. Right, but I think earlier she was she was showing her scar. She had a scar. Was from... that to him or? Yeah. Yes. Because like you were attacked so many years earlier, so I I think that that's she... supposed to be. And she said he pulled me right up against the bars, so he was okay. That's it. That so she he was in the asylum at that point. And was she ever in this? Why did she have this kid? Like I, I thought there was a connection between that that guy yeah. that they showed in the asylum and okay. yeah, that the child. That helps that there's some connection somewhere. Uh huh. But also, if she was in Zurich, or that clearly that was a lie. But if she was somewhere else, then this kid was somewhere else with her too. Yeah, she's the kid has come with her from place to place, and just conveniently moved into this mansion with all the secret passages and, and lockdown abilities uh-huh. hit a big red button and then the windows like, like drop down with these metal barricades like, yeah you're saying in eight months you perfectly like assembled this trap home yeah and j- just in her old house too just left a hand behind under the floorboards yes right that was the old house yeah uh-huh the old house now the realtors are forgot a hand it. left a hand behind but to be fair clip. she didn't think of that uh a girl who could communicate with insects would be led by a special fly to the hand from miles and miles away. Oh, well, that's a classic mistake. <laughs> yeah. The Poughkeepsie tapes killer would never have made that mistake. Heck, you better believe he wouldn't have. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So she lived in that old house. Mm-hmm. And did it say why she was killing people? Well, here's what I get from that opening scene, which is one of Dario Argento's daughters. So the first the first scene, first yeah. kill, running okay. through the caves. Yeah. Because when she's running, you see like the chains pull against the wall and then eventually break. Yes. So I think maybe her son got out and killed that girl, that first girl. All right. So because she had also like she did the same thing to the inspector after having caught the inspector, like chained him to the wall. Yeah. Right. And then. Because someone's chained to the wall in the beginning and breaks out. Yeah. Who in the world is chained to the wall? Well, theoretically, that killer was her as well. Right. Yeah, because it's the signature move of chopping the head off, too. Yeah. Right right with that plate. Like, she does it to Morris at the end, who is her dad's accountant, who has come to help her out. But also, like, it doesn't explain the breaking the chains off the wall in the old place. Like, I don't understand who that, who what character is breaking. Yeah, Is that the... Okay, so is it she had the guy with the scar in his face? He was there, and he escaped her and ran and broke into a facility to get away from her. Okay, is that that's great? I like that. If that's I what it is, I think that's what's going on. That's and smart. I don't think he then killed her in the beginning. I think those two scenes were just like happening at the same time. Like, dude he, was escaping, yeah, and then she got killed by the other one, by the the killer woman. In fact, you could say maybe that she was distracted by killing her, chasing this teenager, yeah, and that gave him the opportunity to escape. To escape and that adds up. I like that. And then broke into a mental hospital because to, he's terrified of her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. That Still works. doesn't explain the son. Nope. With this disfigurement that she is like insanely shaming him for and traumatizing him further for. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to look at your reflection. That's what you do in horror movies, by the way. You shame people who look slightly different. Maggots are crawling on this guy's face. Like oh, he's yeah. meant to be a monstrosity. Well, it, his like not... eyes are sewn together. Like Oh my god. That, that kid is yeah. suffering. It is brutal. But, and he's like he's got that pokey stick weapon too. Yeah, that's strange. It's hard to follow. That weapon is strange. 
Yeah, we don't like it's two pieces that screw into each other. Yeah, Is it one piece screws, the other piece screws, and then it's just like a, a long stabby. It's a little jabby thing. Yeah, and why would they be showing that rather than just getting a knife or a spear of some kind? Or I don't know. I think Argento does like to have fun weapons in mm-hmm. some of his movies, like fun little weird mechanisms. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's part of it, just to have some creativity or originality around mm-hmm. certain weapons. But there's so much else happening in this movie, like the whole yeah. insect thing is so bizarre and that just keeps coming up at different points and saving the day or making her look crazy in front of her peers like kind of yeah and like the logic behind that was like a little tough to follow like it's somehow like connected to her mood you know like they react very intuitively based on her mood rather than like she uh bees sting the eyes of this man you know yeah so there's a telepathic link that's implied between that insects have that she is also connected with that great line that the the researcher guy says like Mm -hmm. earlier in the movie he says like um it's a what does he say something like it's a misconception or something like or it's not that uncommon that oh yeah insects have telekinetic abilities yeah it's or very tel- strangely delivered and we had a good little chuckle about that because it seemed like he was like saying to his He's defensive bully. yeah it's like, no it's not that uncommon yeah sometimes they're telepathic yeah. yeah so she's aware from the get-go that she has a connection with insects and she can like not, she's not afraid of them. She can approach them, and they're drawn to her. And they won't hurt she, her. She, they won't hurt her. She knows that she has some kind of connection there. And then there's that other additional line of exposition about that particular time of year where warm winds come down from the mountains, and it's ah, when yes. a lot of insects also hatch. And because there's such a proliferation of larvae and maggots that happen because of the, that warm wind mm-hmm. at that time of year... Mm-hmm some people are induced to madness because of it, because insects have these telepathic abilities and that wave of telepathy uh. exerted by the insects can have a, an effect on some people. And Jennifer Connelly okay. is exceptional in that regard because she already has a, she already is telepathically linked to the insects. Yeah. So that's why she, her sleepwalking is over the top when she goes to this boarding school. Cause the insects are like kind of compelling her in a way. Cause of that wave yeah, of spring, just insect telepathy explosion that's just making her bug brain yeah Yeah. it's really fucking up her brain okay as you were explaining that i was super interested like oh that's how bugs work (laughs) i forgot it was the movie like no and when they all hatch at once i'm like of course it makes perfect sense that's Mm -hmm. why people go crazy it's insect but this is this is something i love about argento because he gets really just inspired by weird new information that he learns in real life like apparently little trivia totally like that that's all it takes this this was this was all inspired by him learning about police using maggots and flies in crime scene investigations mm-hmm. by like the ex- exact oh. scene of exposition that the doctor oh, he extrapolated from that logic. He sure did. <laughs> she, we got a long scene about that, but that's what made him. That was the starting point for this movie. Yeah. Just like in trauma, his movie from 1991 or 93 was all inspired by um, the development. I think I've said it before on the podcast mm. of the handheld power tool, all in one drill that could do everything. Oh yeah. yeah. In the early nineties, that was a big thing. Like and a home you... runs off batteries. It can, it can drill, it can screw, it can like power hammer. And it made it, a cool like beheading kind yeah, of tool. He's like, yeah. what if that could decapitate someone? What if that was an additional function of it? And that spun off along with other things like this, obviously different ideas that he's patching together but yeah no and and that's the thing too if you just take the concept here as that like um insects a little bit of uh tel uh telepathy mm-hmm. is like where he's extrapolated <laughs> but it, it's it comes from the seed of an idea that is like an investigator could mm-hmm. use bugs if it wasn't such an outlandish concept yeah you could follow them and coupled with this character who's got this ability we've got a bug uh, detective movie on our hands, but that's not what it is totally because it's also like um, we're dealing with these like slasher 
serial killer killings. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they're happening to young girls with a similar MO. We've got the... we got the idea of a monkey as, like, man's best friend training, helping <laughs> out that whole... Like, there's, yeah. like, seven or eight crazy ideas that normally you'd think someone would say, pick two. <laughs> That'll be our movie. Yeah. He's throwing everything. No, yeah, he's he's prepared to... Oh, my God. ...to tell this big sort of sticky kind of mess of a story. Mm-hmm. Because all the things together make it such a such a unique patchworky concept. It's so weird. I mean, like even the whole so weird. The, the whole dynamic, which is a whole other story of being the new girl at a boarding school and yeah. dealing with your peers, and then also having a famous father, which is obviously very meta mm-hmm. for this uh, yes. famous movie person's <laughs> daughter to go off to boarding school. Um, then like that that intense scene where the girls are all making fun of her and cornering her, and then the flies come, which is a really cool moment. Yeah, all to the windows. The flies. Well, the wind starts hitting her on the inside. Mm. As you can tell that <laughs> she's just standing she's there. And her hair starts blowing. She's completely, like, I, lo- completely I love indoors. you guys. Yeah, I love all of you. Love all of you. And then the bugs are just swarming. Uh, that was weird. I love that moment. And so you wonder if that's like what she what what was she saying in that moment? What was happening in that moment? Was that some of that like? you know bug brain wave getting into her head yeah like, I th- well i think it's the the other way that when also because she is telepathically linked and there's so many bugs around at that time of year at that place mm-hmm. that's why it's in switzerland um it when she has extreme moods like extreme fear for example mm-hmm. bugs come to her rescue <laughs> so that's what happened in this in the sorority or the boarding school yeah but and that's what happened in the boat at the end yeah i get that logic it's like her like mental state like flipped though she went into this weird manic state where she just loved them right after being like horrifically bullied and then that's that it was that emotion in that moment that Mm. was like stirring up all the flies yeah but you're taking the i love you i love all of you as being directed at the sorority sisters and not the bugs that is that what it i that's what i take it as so the bugs start swarming and she's like i love you i love all of you like you're here for me like these people are making fun of me and you guys showed up like you are there for me in the time that i need you just say earlier i love all insects yeah, mm-hmm. I love them all. And she yeah, she okay. like transcends that moment, even though it's like bullying, she transcends it because of her link with something much larger and more powerful. So as they start like as the bugs start like whipping up, she's just like going into this like I love these this bugs. trance, yeah. yeah. And because they do in, induce a psychosis at the same time. Mm-hmm. So she's saying that she loves them, but she you're right to pick up that she's also like looks a little loopy or yeah. blissed out because of the same reason that they induce the sleepwalking it's like this yeah they make you crazy that's really interesting too because like you you take the concept of a movie like this it's you know i i called it dr Doolittle with bugs at the top mm-hmm. but like she doesn't just she doesn't speak their language she can't control them or order them to do things it happens around her she's yeah. just as surprised when this stuff happens it's more of a, it happens yeah. more of a on a subconscious level this communication yeah. it's more tenuous it's not like a directly direct communication yeah and and she's like like you said she's going into these loopy sort of mm-hmm. like she's losing herself and like the bug side <laughs> takes over which we always can know by the fact that a camera's going down a weird hallway with sideways doors <laughs> that's yeah. like oh by the way she's being tranced right now yeah she's and also she would just start walking all crazy faced mm-hmm. although that was you can't totally use that because when she was swimming she also had this crazy serene look on her face yeah i don't just know if that's like an, an afterglow of the bugs showing up oh, I, could, I wonder i don't know because yeah i i did call that moment out when it happened it's yeah. strange because you think even though it's even though this this child was trying to stab you the movie almost tries to frame it like this wasn't a child this is a creature it's a monster look yeah. how gross it looks it's a monster i know but i yeah. it's, it's, it's hard a kid. To, yeah it's, it's a little this kid is a child yeah. it had toys it had a bedroom 
It had like an overprotective mother. Yeah. It had a doll that's yeah. approximately the same size as it sitting, staring into a corner for some yeah. fucking reason. But I, I think the movie is trying to make us feel that it's not human, that it's like a creature kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is real strange. Yeah. If you're right going to the end, totally. If you're going to do that, then make it more creature like it, it clearly had, it clearly seemed human. It was it wearing was clothes. It was speaking. Yeah. It was crying. It was upset. Like those those and, aren't things that you want to attach to a monster. Yeah, and she went like sort of the like hunchback of Notre Dame route where she explained that like I am the sole caretaker and protecting my kids from the world mm-hmm. or this kid from the world. I cover the mirrors because he can't look at them or whatever. Yeah, because he's sick and he doesn't want to see himself. Like it seems like she's painting it as like this is a human being mm-hmm. that was born with a weird face. But like, it was had stitching over in its eye. Like its eyes were like mostly stitched closed. Yeah, I don't know if those were because I did I did see that too. Especially when he's looking up, it looked like they were stitched close. But I don't know if they were that or just weird chunky eyelashes. eyelashes. Hmm. But it, I could buy both. Like yeah, and it, it did look like that too. So okay, let's take that out because if it, they're stitched together, that's a completely different mm-hmm. uh, bag of worms. I, and I don't know how to <laughs> like process that. If she's also like torturing this weird hog child yeah I, I, that makes no sense um anyway so if yeah if it's just weird looking completely monstrous face and it is it is a kid then it's a kid with a weird face but then the kid is also like creature like like got this bloodlust ready to kill pulls its own like the flesh off of its face because of the flies mm-hmm. like all those things just seem so inhuman you know, like the fact that it's underwater is trying to grab her. It's not trying to survive. Yeah, I, I totally think that we're we're not supposed to feel that it's human. But I think what we're getting at is that it's ambiguously delivered in the film. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. could be done better if they want to convey it. But it's just it's so overwhelmingly bonkers. Like the f- for them to just throw that at you mm-hmm. in the last like 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're finally introduced to this kid and <laughs> yeah. everything. You're just what you're like. Your mind is trying to wrap your is trying to figure out what actually is happening. Dude. Then the swarms, then the lake goes on fire. Then the <laughs> other dude shows up, decapitated, still alive. Monkey saved the day. Like, that's just, it's so fucking much in like yeah. probably six and a half minutes. Yeah, you, you don't know what you're hoping will happen, what sort of outcome they're getting towards. She's just sitting in the, like... You don't even have time to reflect on what's how this yeah. ending is playing out. Yeah, you, she's fighting with the pig boy in the boat. Mm-hmm. Weird. You know? So weird. Very strange thing He's to happen. He's just poking... He's just poking at her. Uh-huh. He... Pokes a hole in the the gas Gasoline, tank, yeah, and then she's just sitting there at one point, like after the kid has fallen into the water, she's just sitting peacefully in the boat. Oh yeah, just looking around, kind of smiling. Yeah. So weird, so weird. And then she's like, "Well, enough of that. Time to pull this thing." And then the fire starts. I'm like, "Great." I was hoping that question would be answered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like just gasoline. Here's some gas. Here's some fluid gasoline. We'll get back to that in a minute. I'm like, just light, just light it. I know it's going to happen. Just do it. You're you're real impatient when it comes to pyromantics. (laughs) When you see some fucking gasoline, it's not just there because, oh, we just wanted to float something down in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. No, it's there because it's going to go on fire any minute. And then the kid has the second wave of trying to kill it underwater. Underwater with this thing just has no face. It's just a skeleton faced monster. But can reach out. It can reach out and is uh grabbing at her for some reason. This mm-hmm. is just a feral monster now, apparently. Mm-hmm. Even uh, no nerve endings in its face. Doesn't feel all the fact. No. But that's why, just like Suspiria, this one feels just really dreamlike. Like it's almost yeah. like weird dream nightmare logic. The way things play out, the yeah. way that characters kind of stick around and don't die, and mm-hmm. and this whole kid thing, and all the bugs being present. Like it's just, it's like a weird hallucinatory experience. Yeah, it's just like the, you just said it perfectly. It's bonkers. That's the only word that <laughs> I know, and I love it so much for that. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> it, there's something about these movies that like 
I, I don't want to like say it'll be like this is like the cinematography here is like excellent. I don't know how to you know mm. interpret it in this time period. Like it looks very different than an American like a fully American eighties movie. He's he uses these weird angles in the top or the bottom corner of a room. Loves loves shooting from the top. Yeah, yeah, and that's just strange. And there's always, always I've seen two, <laughs> I've seen two Argento <laughs> movies. Always, always, um, I frequently see the I don't know the same. They show you the inside of the house or the building for the first time. They show this huge shot of it, usually from the bottom or the top. Um, yeah, the they, way he shoots inside rooms make make rooms that are probably smaller just seem like vacuous and just like yeah. giant, giant places. Yeah, just they always look like 10 stories tall on the inside. Yeah. He loves like multi-layered no. or multi-leveled internal. So like while, while the story is bonkers in this one, I think the technical elements are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it looks so good at so many, maybe at some points not as much, but there are so many shots that I just, that I wanted to screen cap even watching it this time just because yeah. like just the color balance and the way things are lit. Mm-hmm. Even like when they show Donald Pleasance, who's amazing in this movie, as with the Scottish accent, so good. Yeah, when he's sitting in the wheelchair, stabbed. Like there's just this weird, like his fate is his face is lit extra bright, and yeah. everything else is kind of dark. Like it's this really cool film noiry kind of look yeah. to it. I love a lot of those moments. Just like Suspiria, you have a lot of great juxtaposition of fairly kind of calm scenes with large, very heavy, loud, aggressive music playing at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah, uh, and same goes for like breaking glass or any sound effect like that is through the fucking roof on the volume. Oh yeah. Just like takes up the whole scene. And in slow motion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How great was that early kill when that happened, when she got like, Mm -hmm. what happens first? Does she get stabbed and then her head slowly goes backwards and smashes the glass, smashes the glass and just in slow motion. The physics are a little questionable, but it's a very enjoyable scene to watch. I I thought like, yeah, without the correct, like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, speed hitting the window, like it shouldn't have broken, but it was all in slow motion as the glass just like fell down on her face Mm, piece by piece. Whoa. Yeah. And then her head falls out of the thing. He loves shattering glass. Yeah. As you've already picked up on just two films. Uh, That is such a frequent (laughs) thing. And then you're just watching this beautiful waterfall. And then all of a sudden out of the corner, (laughs) <laughs> down goes that head a little head just floats on <laughs> yeah and they they really spent like they really he likes to take his time with all those scenes and i heard heard uh, as i was reading a little bit about the movie mm-hmm. just like you advised me not to get any spoilers i didn't look at the trivia but um i did notice that um the is it the american um cut of this one it's mm-hmm. called uh, creepers critters yeah Crit- critters Critters or Creepers? I think it's called Creepers. Um, and it, they cut out like 20 minutes of it. They did. They trimmed it right down. And apparently they, not only do they trim, but they reorder a little bit. Interesting. And yeah, there was... Because um, yeah, I would probably start... Yeah, it's weird the whole... Because you go to that and then you instantly go to being at the inspectors and identifying that head eight months later before right, we yeah, even yeah. get introduced to Jennifer Connelly. Right, you're right. We have like 20 minutes of the movie before she shows up. So it's already been kind of like shuffled from its true chronological order. So I, I can see that being possible without too much damage. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I wonder what people think, like what hardcore Argento fans feel about the cuts. Yeah, but, um, so I was reading those, their initial cut, which is like the cut that everyone like refers to as the great one. Mm-hmm. And then there was a secondary like edited cut, which had like 10 minutes less on it. Mm-hmm. And mostly those cuts were like a few frames at the top of each scene to just shorten it right the overall duration of the movie and which then, really is like messes with a signature yeah. pacing move that he does I, yeah yeah that's that would be the thing that i think stands out the most and like where argento maybe loses some of the fact that he's patient with these shots so you see a little more than you might normally mm-hmm. um so they cut those and then they add some like transition music between scenes that's so weird yeah, yeah. i and, gotta see that and then creepers will be a full like i saw that yeah you know, hack job 
is yeah. taken apart. Oh, I'm curious what it does for the pacing and feel of the movie. Yeah, because I, I think that there are some members of the audience who need a 20 minutes reduced version with probably a, with slightly different pacing um i don't know exactly it's long what, it's a two it's a two hour movie yeah it's it's mm-hmm. two straight up hours um we had some moments i don't know how you want to explain this but we had some moments with like weird language cha- choices in the yeah i don't know if that was a rip or anything i remember from the last time i watched it too which was a different file so i don't that's not i don't think part of the original cut. Not part of some, the original? some weird encoding thing that okay has had reverberations yeah. i don't know interesting in the file that we watched basically what dave's saying or alluding to is that um, at three or four moments for anywhere from 10 to 30 seconds, it would switch into Italian and then switch back into English. Yeah. Like full dubs and everything. It's uh-huh. just full Italian. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because the whole movie's shot in English, obviously. Yeah. So it was a little bit strange. It was a little bit strange. But that's probably just an error. Just a bit of a technical error. I, I hope. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I assume too that the, like the Swiss dudes who picked her up in the car on the way, like that's, there are, there are scenes that I know you could cut with no, no problem or no oh, yeah. detriment to this show to the movie whatsoever yeah you know? and that's definitely one of them like her because she just gets picked up struggles with them in the car for a bit gets thrown out i guess that's yeah. how she meets the monkey though so you need some way to well, get her to the monkey she yeah she needs to basically get in a car and drive away from where they or find she her. could yeah, she could just sleepwalk to yeah. the dude's house the yeah. dog the professor's house get on a sleep sleep get on that bus mm-hmm. that goes there whatever what i find really scary like a really scary element of the plot is that like the institutionalized doctors there that are associated with the house they want to like put her under they want to like do all those tests to her oh, yeah, they want to yeah. lock her up essentially like with her parents far far away even though like her dad not being a famous actor this being a rich expensive boarding school that's not enough to protect you from yeah. a quote-unquote medical expert can just lock you away because they feel you're crazy or sleepwalking is strange like yeah. and then when they showed the institution and like those tiny rubber padded rooms like mm-hmm. that genuinely scares me the idea of being in that kind of confinement against your will, against your will when you're different totally, country, when like, you're totally cognizant and yeah, yeah. just getting thrown in the system and Ugh. stuck. Yeah. That's pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, they were, they showed that on screen. That was like basically happening. It was pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, when she was in the car with those two dudes, the language barrier, I think we were supposed to just see them trying to like help her, take her to a hospital or something. Oh yeah. They, they seemed creepy and sinister to me. They seemed also like super casual. Like they just saw her like, Hey, what's going on? Come mm-hmm. on, let's take her. And they wouldn't let her go. I was like, man, you're crazy. You got to get to the hospital. That's what I was getting from it. Right. The, obviously if we had the dubs on, then it probably would have helped a lot. If we could yeah, have maybe. their words. Could have been saying it's like, ha ha, we, but, but we you, caught you. We're going to kill you. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, no. But the way men try to control her like that oh, yeah. car scene. Yeah, and then yeah. when she shows up at the first house, that was a fucking realtor. House, yeah, the realtor is like <laughs> grabbing her and trying to get like get yeah. her under his control, like instead of just talking yeah. to her like a human. That yeah, what are you doing? Very here? unsettling. Yeah, just grabbing hold of her and saying like, "There's no one here. It's abandoned." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. even like just the, the grabbing way, her real aggressive. Totally, like the way that whole is sh- that whole scene is shot in the closet where she's reaching up is good and tense and breaks the hole in the ground. Yeah, I was gonna say something about that. That was that was really great because um, that's that's super Argento to me in my limited viewings of him because she sees those three like scrolls, mm-hmm. you know, those three rolls of paper on the top and she wants them. I don't even remember what they are or why they're like deeds to the house or something. I'm going to show like a, well, like, cause all, all that's important. Well, the fly leads her there. So I think she thinks maybe that's what the fly is trying to okay. point out or something. Yeah, so she's just but in clearly, discovery mode. Yeah. And the fly is what's in, is interested in what's under right. the panels. Cause that's where the hand is. Right. So, and it's great that when the, Thing breaks the floor that's the 
the mm-hmm. hole that they show. Oh, I love the that. I love the camera going great, down there and then yeah. the hand being lit with the magus. Such a great reveal. One of the mm-hmm. best shots in the movie. Um, but like, what's great about that is that she's reaching up to grab these three rolls of paper, right? And she reaches up and she gets one. Like she's struggling, so she's jumping, and this is super precarious. She gets one, she throws it on the ground. She could look at it. She could stop at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have grabbed more than one. She could have knocked all three of them down in one go. But instead, she like manages to like get her hand up there a little bit more, and it like kicks the the little stool out, which breaks the floor. Yeah. And then she's hanging there, and then it just snaps off, and those three things fall to the ground. That could have just been a quick little snap, but instead it was like this sort of like little contained scene that means so much, even though it kind of meant nothing, you know? It yeah, just, it was, no, it's great. And it, it kind of foreshadows the struggle of her trying to get through the phone after where she's also having yeah. to reach way high and lean through that window. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The whole sequence, you're like, come on, climb through. And then each time the phone just goes a little further down the hole. Yeah. But it's great because it leads us down that secret corridor. And like, then, yeah, we get another sharp 90 degree turn on the storytelling yeah and i love that sequence where she's going she's crawling and she's on the phone she just misses talking to morris on the phone because he hangs up right before she gets it to her head yeah and then as that's happening and she's dialing no soundtrack change no sound effect or anything the hand just comes out of nowhere and is reaching towards her and it's like a couple seconds where it's yeah. getting around and then grabs you can, her you can just see bloody hands yeah with chains on them yeah. reaching out it's so good like that's yeah. so tense and exciting you're like and what what's that instead of jump scaring it it's just quietly delivered and then the second it lands that's when the music is cranked yeah that's the big bam moment exactly or shocking moment but like you you're already in this like she's climbed down to this little tunnel it's like this claustrophobic like mm-hmm. will she be caught down there i'm like thinking like um my other horror movie knowledge tells me that like the cord of the phone has left a trail to where you are and she's gonna see that and use it to find you mm-hmm. obvious so i'm like scared of that opening behind her i'm like go deeper and then she grabs the phone she's like backing up a little bit i'm like don't back up don't back up and then the hand starts coming out and my brain is like what in the flying fuck <laughs> like <laughs> exactly you're not even yeah. thinking about something else being down exactly. there at this point yeah. and then on top of that, when that guy drags her in, the inspector, that's a good guy. Yeah. The inspector, when he drags her in, all of a sudden she falls into a pool of yeah. so many rotting bodies just and a- maggots and just human filth. And it's just the soupiest, the- grossest looking the human body reduced to its goo its oh, goos and like the smell just must be insanely bad the inspector's yeah. locked in there having to just watch these bodies yeah she falls in the soup then what's her face comes in and is just having the most amazing hysterical laughter <laughs> at her being in this thing and not being able to swim and yeah. i just i love I, that that scene know. is just so beautiful like it, that is he's tied up the inspector's freaking out she's laughing hysterically jennifer connelly's in the body screaming yeah and, yeah in the human splashing. soup splashing around and it just like we stay there for i feel like 45 seconds of yeah. cutting between the three of them or and it's minutes gold yeah it's forever that was to me because this is the first time i've seen it uh-huh. so i was like watching that and I was like, when she fell into that gross stew, yeah. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then the <laughs> investigator guy is all bloody, you know, and he's just like, I can put together, I can intuit what's happened there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's lost a little, and she's laughing her ass off and you were also laughing your ass <laughs> off. And I was like sitting there like with my mouth, like half open. I'm like, the fuck happens next? Exactly. This, this is just insane. I couldn't have predicted the hands grabbing her and then one bill a second later i couldn't have predicted that she'd be swimming in human stew Mm-mm. like that was just it was just this steady stream of dominoes falling down and that is before we even meet the mutant kid before or the monkey kid. kill like before a monkey with it's a already razor. it's already on all 
all mm-hmm. fours at that point. Yeah, it's just insane. Just fucking insane. You know what I really liked? I really liked um, when the the killer brought her back to her house and like gave her like pills and stuff and mm-hmm. like sort of the slow turn from like helpful person to insidious. Yeah, a safe, a safe good person because yeah. this the killer also told her like I've been instructed. I'm going to get you home. Like I'm I'm allowed to buy you a plane ticket and give you some cash. Is yeah. that all right? Yeah. So yeah, you're I, totally right. It that really I'm, tricked me. It's really effective because she seems so innocent and kind and mm-hmm. nice. That's Daria like, Nicolodi. That's her. She's his partner at that it's time. Like John and Jean. And totally. Or Chris and Christie. Yeah. They, <laughs> they made it like her performance is so, so good for all those reasons. She seems like a safe, fine person. Mm-hmm. You don't even really like notice her because I think she's cast alongside people with very jarringly intense yeah. looks. Yeah. Like the other headmistress at the school, just like the headmistress at um, the Suspiria school has like these very sharp features. Her hair is pulled up back yeah. and tight. You know, the one who's teaching the lessons yep, and stuff. Yep. Like she, she's very scary, mm-hmm. has a scary presence. Yeah, very, so yeah. next to her, Daria just kind of fades to the background. She's got curly hair and these kind of wide glasses. And mm-hmm. you just think of her as like a weird secondary employee at yeah. school. You don't, you're not even drawn to her yeah, that much. She's generally reassuring. Uh-huh. Yeah. She just doesn't, doesn't uh, activate your spidey senses. Yeah. The whole movie. Except, and then the whole pill scene is where, like you said, yeah. that beautiful smooth turn just happens. Yeah. It just happens. She's in the, in the bathroom. That was just a great scene too. Cause like, uh, I'm like, so you're going to get drugged. You're going to get knocked unconscious. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh my God. She holds her stomach. I'm like, it's poison. Like, oh, okay. That's totally different. Not what I thought. She's just going to kill you with a pill. And I loved, if you think back to what she said too, is like two, you should take two, but one would do it too. Like she's kind of looking at her. He's like, yeah, you're not big enough that you'd need to. <laughs> so if you took one, that'll probably kill you too. And then she and like, it's not just the stomach pain, but the reveal of the maggots everywhere. Oh which yeah. Which gets her concerned, right? In the soap, on the towel. Just everywhere. Yeah. That, that made it way more jarring because she was also like making herself throw up in that moment. Mm-hmm. So she drank a bunch of water. So like that was really cool. Cause she didn't just like, it's poison. Make herself throw up. No. She tries. She fails. You know, there are yeah, bugs it's showing stuff. the There's true, bang, true bang, struggle. Bang on the door. Yeah. True struggle of having to force yourself to puke, especially under those intense Just circumstances. Quick, in a moment, really fast. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was a really good scene. For and me. it was really good puke. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Just to get real gross. Like it's it was very convincing. It, mm-hmm. Like she just drank a bunch of water, and that's what the puke looked like. Yellowy, kind of the color of the pill. The and color then of the that, pill. Like, tiny little bit digested pill yeah. sitting in the sink like not just like stopper. campbell's chunky soup pouring into a sink yeah yeah that that's a small like, that just, detail of the, the pill still being in there is crucial too it's huge for her to come back in and then take a glance at it and she's like yeah. motherfucker she didn't yeah. take the pill yeah and you can just see it it looks like that pill mm-hmm. would look like mm-hmm. it, it just perfect it just looks really good i like those almost, tiny little things jennifer Connolly almost had the upper hand for a moment maybe she didn't realize how in trouble she was because she goes out and she starts calling on the phone, and then she hits her with the phone, and Daria falls down for a second. Yeah, yeah. She and then, and then she just goes back to calling. She tries again. And that's when she really knocks Jennifer yeah. Connelly out. She doesn't even look at her. Like, uh-huh. that was such a mistake. Yeah. She just pushes her down. Is like, haha, now I'm free to make my phone call. Yeah, because you're just like, this creep, what is she What is she doing? Like, what's yeah. ha- she's still trying to figure everything out. Just, like, watch her while you're on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, Double task. <laughs> no, when you're on the phone, you stare directly at the wall in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Don't look. Let them yeah. do their thing. Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I was looking around the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, but that yeah, was great. A I lot just of, love that. A lot of parallels to Suspiria and like mm-hmm. the going to a boarding school, yeah. a bunch of women mm-hmm. at this place in charge, in roles of authority, and just as fellow students. Yeah, and as the general antagonists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were really cool. Yeah, but forgive that's us. That's why I knew this would be a yeah. very good one to do, just because there's so much in it that happens that you can't even... 
yeah. wrap your mind around the story just in one moment. Yeah, so Scaredy Cats, if you did not hear enough about this one today, don't worry. I'm sure this is going to be all I talk about at the intro of the next episode. <laughs> Perfect. Our new segment will be reflecting back on yeah. phenomena. <laughs> yeah, for the next year yeah. or until our next Argento film. Great. But you liked it? You enjoyed I it? loved it. Yeah. Great, man. Yeah. Well, I, like, so I mean, weird. Not that it's necessary to do this. Like, It's obviously not as good as Suspiria. Mm-hmm. You know, Suspiria is a way better like horror slasher kind of movie but this as like just a weird ass motherfucking movie exactly it like it ranks up there with like existence for me like i really Mm -hmm. like i really love the feeling of those two weird movies that do stuff they don't have to do suspiria for me like it it's 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 such a bizarre weird dreamlike movie Mm. but the pieces all fit into this cohesive beautiful aesthetic yeah scary movie this there's like so many kind of disjointed elements it doesn't all necessarily fit together in a beautiful cohesive piece Mm -hmm. but i love all the individual pieces so much i love the strange weird funny pieces i love the creepy scary pieces love the performances yeah yeah and that generally speaking despite the fact that they're so you know different they're like puzzle pieces from different puzzles they do genuinely fit together in this one weird story because we were able to kind of talk about it and flush out what happened and it is a a pretty interesting tale. Mm-hmm. Even if you need, you need some like, you know, oh, this, that's what happened. Oh, weird. Like even if you need like a little, um, a little more thinking to get it through your head, which I will need a ton more. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it, we can, it, we can patch it together, but I feel like, whereas, uh, Suspiria is like smooth Lego or something like that. Everything sure. clicks perfectly. Yeah. This is like some parts are kind of glued and tacked yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Some like mega blocks, some yeah. Legos. Like the mutant kid is like a piece of Lego from a different set that yeah. you're jamming into the side. <laughs> you're like, I guess it looks like another wing. Dude, you just nailed it. That kid is just like an, a kid from a different type of movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. From a monster flick. Yeah, from but a lot, a lot of fun. If you can, yeah. if you can enjoy some like '80s aesthetic and mm-hmm. some cheese, but also some good creepiness. Oh, oh and um, that was like awesome, Goblin. Mm-hmm. So good. I loved that um, that score. The Ova score. Uh-huh. It's just that really. It's just that one song played about four times. Is that? The, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that, I just love it. It like this one differently than Suspiria. Mm-hmm. I like felt that the music. Specifically, that goblin music yeah. was like the most heat and intensity. It's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful track for sure. Love it, and it works well with those all those heavy metal songs from the eighties mm-hmm. sliced in for other songs. Yeah, like it's it cool. to the point where you're almost like, is this goblin doing this track too? Because <laughs> yeah. the soundtrack lines up mm-hmm. nicely. Yeah, yeah, really good mix. But yeah, it's all thematically very similar. Exactly. Hmm. Apparently, this is a thing I read in trivia, but. It just seems too absurd to be real. I need to watch like more behind the scenes <laughs> or like confirm it. But apparently the monkey bit off part of Jennifer Connelly's finger no. during the filming of the movie and they had to reattach it. No way. That's what it says on, I think, IMDb trivia. But I need to confirm that because that is just over the top insane. And when did that happen? Because they show her in that like almost final scene with the monkey and she's very intimate with it. Like she's, it's in her lap, it's kissing her on the cheek. And if a monkey bit off your finger when you're like 15 years old, Mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't be so interested in being close with it at that time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I wonder, but I I do want to find out. Well, you wonder if the monkey was there for the whole time or if they had the monkey for a little bit of time and they didn't film it sequentially in that way. You know, they did the monkey scenes yeah way so theoretically that final shot oh yeah for sure like isn't necessarily well i was looking at her hands too because i'm like what what part bit off and her hands looked totally fine in that scene so if the monkey bit off her finger it would have had to be a scene they shot after that one for Mm -hmm. sure yeah but i want to find out more because that sounds traumatizing and that would be quite a memory crazy 
Uh-huh. It's funny to think of like all the insects she had on her. She, she didn't get st- stung by a bee or bitten by an ant. She got bitten by a monkey mm-hmm. <laughs> while making the insect movie. Totally. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and even when she's petting the bee, I was looking and I was watching the bee stinger because it looked like it was a it was, fake arm and the bee was still stinging into the, the bee was arm. definitely doing that motion of trying to sting. Mm-hmm. I think that bee was like secured to that arm. Right. With like a piece of tape but or something under the watch. He was like freaking out and being, he was trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could also have had like its stinger removed or something like that. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, they did some stuff with animals. Insects. You can tell sometimes like some of the maggots, like I could see at one point one of them was coming out of uh, an exoskeleton, like it was just shedding. Mm. So I'm like, these clearly were all just in a box and you dumped them onto whatever scene you needed. Like, right. Some moments, not that anyone would care about this, but like in some moments, like that's not. Bugs just don't sit on a pile on top of things like yeah. they're coming out of the cracks and stuff. Right. So sometimes I could tell they had just dumped it out of a box. So it was jarring and scary, but totally even like finding like underneath a bit of soap or on the towel, like that seemed a little yeah. arbitrary to be so disparate. Like yeah. these things are freshly hatched, but from where they're just yeah. all of a sudden where you need them to be. Yeah. Just clearly have been dumped mm-hmm. in little places around the sets. But yeah. This is, these are the two mega ones. I hope there's another mega Argento one that I'm not aware of to form a maggot trilogy. The this maggot is <laughs> I just called the monkey Delilah, and then I thought of the song "Hey There, Delilah," but dedicated to that monkey. Mm. Just ask, <laughs> what's it like in New York City? What's it like chasing those red dots up through Switzerland? <laughs> You'll get it one day. It's true. Hey, stabby monkey, here's to you. That was a good acting monkey. Yeah, dude. It, like jumped off the top of a car. I mean, there are many scenes where it's you're just watching the monkey. The like, monkey, like, act. Dario Argento had to direct a monkey in not a small amount of scenes. Yeah. No, like, emotionally <laughs> tear the panels off this door while you helplessly can't protect your, your master from being stabbed to death mm-hmm. inside the house. And that monkey looked like the best actor in the movie <laughs> at some points. It's like, <laughs> so Argento, what do you want to do for your next film? All right, I want it to involve telepathic communication with insects at murder scenes. I really want to film a monkey. Really been wanting to work with a monkey lately. And also, <laughs> I love the idea of like a mutant sun. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, okay. Write it in a weekend. We'll start filming on Monday. I'm not going to say no, but I mean, think about if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. All right. There Bye. she finds Bruckner's son, who is, has a hideously deformed face, the result of a rape. The result of a rape. Mm-hmm. He chases Jennifer onto motorboat and tries to escape. That's why like, I feel, I feel like that insane guy who she had locked up or whatever. Mm-hmm. There could like I, yeah I, maybe if he wasn't had like a messed up face and raped her and then she kidnapped him and she was in the he was in the basement forever escaped because he was tortured yeah. for raping her I'm right totally okay with that I just didn't get any of that on screen not at all yeah I'm just trying to fill in the gaps yes <laughs> I love even the decapitation weapon does not seem convenient to bring around it's just like a giant sheet it looks like a bristle board that she has to carry around. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wonder if that was like what she was using all the time to decapitate or if that was just like an impromptu what she had in that moment. I don't know, man. But that was like one of, that was so jarring when she just walked up and like, whoop, there goes Morris's head. Oh, that head just, it was so clean. Just, just out right of off. nowhere, head gone of this yep. character. Like, oh, hey, I'm here yeah. for you. Gong. Not like you see someone creeping up from behind. She's like, watch out. And then boom, mm-hmm. it happens. It was just like. It was like almost a happy moment. There could have been like happy music. Like just... a lightsaber couldn't have cut this clean and quick <laughs> through a head, right? Yeah. Like oh, this yeah. thing, it just came off like a fucking like a giant serrated knife through butter. Mm-hmm. It just, whoosh. yeah. 
Yeah, when uh, like when Anakin Skywalker removes Count Dooku's head with those two lightsabers. Oh yeah, don't know what you're talking about. Is that a prequel <laughs> Star reference? Wars episode two? Um, <laughs> this is a prequel-free podcast. You're wrong about that. Oh. No, we have talked about prequels before. We talked about midi chlorins on one episode. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we did. Well, Scaredy Cats, it's been another great episode of the Tex Chris Dave Saw Massacre. Go watch some more Argento films. I'm Chris Vandenberg. I'm David Snowbra. And as fucking always, Chaos Reigns, Chaos Reigns, Chaos Reigns, Chaos Reigns. Bug wind makes you sleepwalk, Chaos Reigns. So lock your doors and plug your ears. And uh, make sure to give your monkey a spare key. Mm. And cover up those mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See you.